1: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 191, from September the 23rd, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Doc, we're in the middle of the pandemic, so we're trying to keep it positive. But how are you doing today?
2: Well, I hope by the time this comes out, we're further along the home stretch. But this is the home stretch for Smoky Mountain, so we're we're right in the end. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it positive and try to talk about wrestling today. Hope everybody is, uh, doing well out there and staying safe. And, uh, by the time this comes out, it's better than it is today. And with that, um, I didn't, I didn't come here today to talk about that. I came here to talk about Smokey Mountain.
1: So let me say something else too. Um, Doc and I have floated the idea of releasing some Smokies early, uh, given that many of us are stuck at home. So if you hear this for the first time on a day that's not a Sunday, that's why. So you, if you hear it, I haven't, you know, we, gotta, we would have to stay ahead of schedule in order to be able to do that. But if you do hear this and it's not a Sunday night, uh, the normal Sunday night release at 7 p.m. Central Time, that is why it was released early. No promises. But if that ends up happening, there you go. Because although we're stuck at home, um, you know, trying to live our lives and working and whatnot, the thing is. Um, you're stuck at home, but you, you you can only do so much as well outside of the, the normal work that you're doing and, you know, going through the normal routine as normal as it can be. So uh, we're stuck at home, but we will we, we'll try to get them out early. But hey, if it doesn't happen, don't hold us against it. So I just want to put that out there um this is taping number two from cookville tennessee at the cookville community center drawing 400 people if you believe the internet and before we keep going as we jump into this week's episode i want to shout out disrespectfully classy marky blassy kyle riley mike childry and joe ice for their generous patronage all right here we go i'm gonna get this um i'm gonna get this this uh, video version going for us here doc and let me start it there it is again Uh, Episode 191, September 23rd, 1995. Les and Chip open up the show. They do a quick opening that they've been doing recently with Kessler mentioning a few things before heading to the intro music. And then they literally go straight to the ring, which the first match on this week's card uh, is none other than Tommy Rich uh, defeating Larry Santo with a DDT. Doc, what do you have from this match, if anything?
2: You know, I was sitting there watching corny... When they got in the ring, I was wondering if he was looking at Tommy Rich. Just was thinking, man, this thing's almost over. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if he thought that, man. <laughs> okay, he probably. But it did. does.
1: It, you bring you bring up a good question. It does make me wonder, and I know Corny has said it before in his show, so I, I realize I can find it on the YouTube channel. Uh, I just don't remember the exact moment. It does make me wonder at what exact moment he was like, we're done. And I mean, honestly, I think he said it was until the last week he he is when he really said that. But I, I still got to believe at some point in his brain, although he made the decision very late, uh, you know, right when it was ending, although he made that decision, then it does make me wonder at what moment he starts going. I don't know how much longer this is going to happen.
2: Yeah. And, I, and, I, and that's gotta be sad for him too. Cause I mean, he said it before this was his baby. So, um, the other note I had is Tommy Rich is 39 there.
1: And he looks at least five years older than that. Nice DDT. Yeah. Larry Santo really, uh, got
2: over on that and sold it well. And it was a decent opening match.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you catch corny at the end? Um, uh, he, we're going to hear more from this later. But do you, do you see Cordy, Corny after the pin when he comes in and he's acting like a Larry Santos drunk? He's got the like it like Corny right right here. If you're watching on the video version for our Patreon members, watch him like like he's guzzling <laughs> a beer or something. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. All right. Anything else from this?
2: Uh, not really. No.
1: So we then go like get used to this and Smokey because I feel like. If my memory is correct, we're going to see a lot of this in the last two months of this promotion because we're really at the last two months right here as we talk September 23rd. Um, Corny, there's uh, going to you, well, not Corny, but they're going to replay a lot of stuff over the next few months. So they have a replay of last week when Budrow came out and attacked Corny and the militia with a chair. And if you remember, Bob Armstrong said he was going to pay the fine for this one time. So, Doc, any thoughts on the replay as I move us forward to the next timestamp? No sir. Alright. So uh let's go to the next timestamp, which we have Jim Cornett and Tommy Rich. They're out here cutting a promo. They're with Les, so let's hear what they have to say. Here it is. The general Jim Cornett and Wildfire Tommy Rich. Of course you got to score to win
3: here today. You say wildfire. Buddy
4: Landell go down, didn't you?
3: Uh, that wasn't Buddy
4: Landell. Oh yeah, everybody, I wrestled from now on Buddy Landell. Yeah. you know not Buddy Landell. You're not Snap, boy. You a Snap, come out here with a chair. Trying to hit on us. This man gave you everything in the world. You became a loser. You dug your own grave when you got back on the bottle. If the truth was known, he'd probably back there drinking right now, isn't he, Jimmy? That's right. He's probably laid up in some cheap
0: hotel, about a six-dollar hotel. He's probably got a bottle of ripple in his hand. Probably passed out in front of the TV set right now. But Buddy Landell, that's a good re- that's a good uh, rehearsal for you. You need to get set and get ready because that's the kind of career you're going to have. Because when Tommy Rich gets finished with you, then that's all you're going to be. You you say you're dressed in a broom closet, get used to being in a broom closet because you're going to be a janitor, punk. Or maybe you're going to be down on the front steps of that soup kitchen there in downtown Knoxville telling everybody comes by, I used to be a star. That's what you're going to be like like one of those homeless people with that dribble hanging all over your face your wife's going to kick you out of the house again buddy because you ain't going to be making no money because you ain't with jim cordette and you ain't with tommy rich and then when he gets you in a ring he's going to put knots on your head so bad you're going to look like the elephant man you try to come out here with a chair one more time and bust somebody's head open i guarantee you tommy rich or the punisher or somebody else the militia is going to put a
3: permanent cork in your bottle you drunk There you hear it from the general, and of course, when Rich and Landell clash, it's going to be quite a battle. We'll be back with more action right after
1: this. Doc, thoughts on Corny and Tommy Rich right there.
2: How many bottles of Ripple have you consumed in your lifetime?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't even drink that stuff, so I don't know.
2: I don't think I've ever tasted it, to be honest.
1: You're not missing nothing.
2: So you have. You've at least tasted it.
1: Oh, yeah, but, I mean, it's not something I drink.
2: No, no, I would, well, anymore, since you grew up. I mean, I never really liked it, but okay. Okay, so what's a $6 hotel look like?
1: Well, I mean, that's a little far-fetched. You're not going to find a $6 hotel, maybe a 19.99 a night or something like that back then, but not
2: $6. Yeah, I could only imagine the... Critters that are rolling, microscopic critters that are rolling around a $6 hotel, good lord. critters,
1: the jizz on the wall, the crack pipes in the trash can. I mean, yeah. Not
2: exactly exactly the place for a good Catholic boy to to find themselves, right?
1: I'd say it's not the Taj Mahal by a long shot.
2: No, no, no. And then I was just thinking about poor Buddy. Because if you think about this, Buddy is going from a high-profile career redefining match with the heartbreak kid and now he's found himself embroiled in a feud with tommy rich
1: uh, let me ask you a question because i mean i the personal feelings i have before tommy rich aside um when you watch this promo because you don't have those sa- that same uh hatred towards him for personal reasons do, do you look at um tommy rich and like okay he's getting good heat here
2: Um somewhat yeah because i i do think that Tommy Rich is a is a good promo and a good wrestler and i think going all the way back to the early 80s maybe even late 70s he he is that guy for that area he's one of those guys that was really good in that that time frame in that region of the country and so do i think he could have had a run in up north I don't know, but for what he is, the people know him and he can work with that because he's enough of a worker to work it.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, the, the, the irony of corny saying that Budro has the ripple and booms farm, you know, in the back is, is is interesting when you consider Tommy Rich is, is probably a bigger drunk and jackass than, than buddy ever was, Mm. but it was funny. I mean, it, it, it certainly was funny. So mm-hmm. I, I'll give it at that. Um, you, you give Corny credit for saying that line, but at the same time, I mean, come on, <laughs> dude. Uh, now, 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 the average fan did not realize that Tommy Rich was a, uh, right. you know, a drug in and alcoholic as well. Maybe he wasn't an alcoholic, but he certainly liked to, you know, fill his nose up. So I'll leave it at that. Anyway, all right. We'll keep moving. We get some um, – Pre-match comments from Gibson, Chris Michaels, Cornette, and the Heavenly Bodies before their match tonight, which we're about to watch. I'm not going to play it. It was uh, a little over a minute. Nothing much from it. They're just building up this thing where, you know, Robert Gibson is looking for a new tag partner. We know Ricky's been fired, so he's got Chris Michaels in there tagging with him uh, against the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, Anything from the promo before we go to the match, Doc?
2: No. Well, if... Buddy is going from HBK to Tommy Rich. Feel for Gibson is going from Ricky Morton to Chris Michaels.
1: That's not fair to say that to Chris Michaels, though, man. It's he's not. Just, it's... He's just a dude there trying to fill a role. I know. But I hear you. I hear you because it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, this is rock and roll territory, and, God, that's, you're trying to fill some big boots. Big. Trying to fill in for Ricky Morton, and that's that's, that's hard to do.
2: I'm gonna come back with some some things on Michaels during the match. So,
1: all right, well, let's go to the match. So Gibson and Michaels are taking on the Heavenly Bodies, and I'll I'll say this and get it to Doc get to Doc's point. Late in the match, Gibson goes for the Gibson leg lock, but Doctor Tom hits Gibson like four different times with that orthopedic boot to basically put out Gibson. Eventually, the thugs come down the ringside and they hit the ring because they see the injustice done to Robert Gibson. The thugs try to convince Mark Curtis that something is in the boot, uh, but Curtis calls for the DQ when the thugs get in the ring. The H, uh, the, the heavenly bodies reta- end up retaining the belts. Go to you now. you know. Heavenly bodies retain, but what else did you have from this match, Doc?
2: You know, we just poked at Michaels, but he looks like a decent hand, and so I just wonder why it didn't click more for him.
1: I don't think he's bad. He's just thrown into a tough spot.
2: Well, and that's the that's a great, great point. And so the problem then becomes, unless they really do something to get behind him, people aren't going to believe it, I don't think. Like, he should have had some, like, Bobby Blaze moments where he was – the scrappy underdog pen some folks that gives him the credibility. Although I realize there may not have been time and this might've been scrambling for the next TV taping. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, literally, you can't blame him at all. I mean, he's, he's, he's been, th- you know, they were scrambling and corny just had to, had to do something. So, you know, he's, it's one of those things where he just throwing some stuff up against the wall and hoping it sticks. And that's not a indictment on Chris Michaels as much as it's, He's scrambling right now. I mean...
2: And and I did think he played Ricky Morton, you know, with the selling, you know, pretty well.
1: I thought he did fine here. I don't... I mean, he's got the mullet look and he, he's got the tassels from the pants. He I mean, he looks more like a Midnight Rocker right here to me. Uh, maybe it's because it's the black tights and not the, the red that the See, Rock and I thought, Roll always wear.
2: I thought he looked like a 1995 version of Randy Rose.
1: I can't say that only because of the, the trunk, the tights. But I hear you. I just, I don't see it as much. I see Midnight Rocker when I see him. And I realize Midnight Rocker is a ripoff of the, right. of the rock and roll. But I see Midnight Rocker when I see him. Again, he ain't bad. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just, they were, throwing stuff up against the wall because they were trying to do some figure out what to do with Robert after the angle was messed up because Morton got himself fired because of the whole situation with Morton's girlfriend and Tracy's, which kind of right. screws Tracy, but it, 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 not kind of it, it no ifs, fans or butts about it. It does screw Tracy. So I don't know, man. Um, Anything else from the match though?
2: Um, There was one move at 14. I'm trying to read my notes here. 1420. That I thought was fairly nice, and I still love Tom stomping that boot.
1: Fourteen twenty. Let's go to fourteen sixteen, and uh, oh, the gut wrench! Um, gut into wrench the power uh, into the powerbomb. Into the powerbomb. Yeah, that, that's that is a good move. Doctor Tom knows what he's doing, man. He's a professional. Well, he's, you know, he's
2: pro. trainer to the stars. He
1: really is, man. So here's yeah. the finish where you see Gibson go into the the, the leg lock. And then Doctor Times got the orthopedic boot, and now he's about to just start teeing off on Gibson with the boot um, multiple times. There's in the gut, you know, in the gut again, and he, he he's laying into him with this boot that we assume is loaded with something because it's orthopedic, and who knows what's in it. Anyway, that Mark Curtis he calls for a DQ because the thugs run in, and the thugs are just running in to to help out Gibson, who's you know getting gone to town on because of this boot. And that's how things wrap up. So we'll have to see where it goes from there. Any other thoughts, Doc, before we keep going?
2: No, no. I'm, I I. mean, here's the thing. You yeah. said it a minute ago. Chris Michaels was in a tough spot. He held his own. And the other three guys are fantastic. So this match, was, this match was good. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine.
1: All right. So after that, we go to Kessler's Corner with Chip Kessler, who's going to be interviewing Brad Armstrong. Now, first... They show a replay of last week when Brad won and the, uh, I'll call it a minor chest-to-chest confrontation Brad had with Gordy at the end after, after Brad retained the title. Uh, they then go to a short promo to Gordy and Corny threatening Brad if Brad doesn't come and deliver the Smoky Mountain title to them. Stop there and I'll ask, do you have any thoughts on Gordy and Corny before we go to Kessler's Corner with Brad Armstrong?
2: Just that, if you look at Corny's racket, it's not the fluffy, bedazzled, bejeweled version we used to see. It looks more like a racket I might have had when I was ten years old to go hit tennis ball somewhere. Actually,
1: it's it's literally just a Wilson racket uh, yeah. cover. It's not even there's nothing. It was really the pro- probably the first
2: probably the first racket I had when I upgraded from a wooden racket.
1: I remember the wooden rackets. Good God. There were pros who actually played with those things. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll keep it moving. And then they went supersized and got the big old uh the, the titanium and aluminum or whatever else or whatever the hell else they are. All right, so then we're gonna go to Kessler's corner now and let's see, uh let's go to Chip Kessler And I, I need Brad you Brad Armstrong.
2: And I, I need you to do me a favor. What? At one point during this, just get a close up on Brad's face and push pause. And okay. tell me, does when you cut out the hair and everything else, and just the facial features, does he kind of look like John Cena in the face?
1: Um, let me play the promo, and then I'll we'll, we'll go back and revisit. I, I I I haven't seen it, but let me see. Here we go. Okay.
0: Well, Brad Terry Gordy and the General
3: are claiming that Gordy right now is the uncrowned Smoky Mountain Wrestling
5: champion. Well, Chip, as far as as far as far I know, as far as everybody here knows, that's just talk. That's idle chit-chat. Like Jim Cornette, I'm going to tell you this <laughs> one time, brother. You can take Terry Bam Bam Gordon. You can pump him up all you want with your words, brother. But he's not the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion. You know, I waited a long time. This belt was not handed to me. I'll tell you that. I worked hard for this belt. and I waited a long, waited a long, long time where I was comfortable with a place, comfortable with a, a wrestling organization that I could go and I could feel at home. Well, I love these people here in Smoky Mountain, brother. I'll tell you that right now. And I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to stay Smoky Mountain champion as long as I can. But Terry Gordy, I will take this belt and put it on the line every time I see you. Every time you walk the aisle, every time you get in this ring, I will put this belt on the line. I'm not backing down one step. Because these people in Smoky Mountain, I do believe, like me, you just as well as I like them. And I ain't going nowhere, brother. Thank you. Hey, I, I just want to say this. Cornette, bring Big Bam Bam on and I'll look him straight in the eyes, brother. And if he beats me for this belt, I'll be the first man up and I'll be the first man to hand him this belt and say he's a champion. But until that day happens, I'm the champion here, Smoky Mountain Brad Armstrong. Bet on it. There he is, fans. Smoky Mountain Wrestling
0: champion, Bad Brad Armstrong. And he is gunning for Terry. Bam Bam Gordy. We'll be back, fans, right after
1: this. Okay. Um, when I said I hadn't seen it, I meant I, I didn't, didn't pay attention that, that mm-hmm. much attention to how much he looked like him, or I guess it's the reverse. Cena looks like Brad, but if you chop the hair off in the mullet and you just look from the neck up, not the neck down, cause Cena obviously is much more, I mean, he's much bigger than Brad physique wise. He does resemble him a little bit. <laughs> it's. I mean, he doesn't look just like him, but if you cut the hair and gave him a bit of a crew cut of sorts, maybe he would look a little like Cena.
2: I'd never noticed that before.
1: There is some resemblance, uh, I, I do have to say. Not much, but it's he does, there is a little bit there.
2: I like Brad, man. I've been saying it for weeks. He's just solid.
1: Yeah, he's a real babyface right here. He says he worked hard for the title, and I just thought he was solid, you know, basically saying he's not just going to give it up. So, uh, yeah.
2: Brad's on it here, man.
1: Uh, anything else from Brad, though?
2: No, that's, that was it.
1: Okay. So, we go from um, Brad, Brad's promo, to a promo for the Halloween Scream Tour, which is your next big tour that Smoky Mountain Wrestling is going to have. And... This is going to take place. Uh, I think it's April twentieth through the twenty third. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, they're going to have. Did you say oh, no, no, that's it? Right. Did you? April. Did I said uh, say it. October. I said, okay. I said April. I said April. I said April. October. When
2: did we? When did we move Halloween?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get get to get to April damn, so we can damn get done. Um. Yeah, we're in October. Halloween Scream Tour in October. It's going to be a, a over a two weekend time period. So it's it's four four nights, I believe. More to come on that. Uh, we won't say more much more about it now. So there's that. Uh, we then go to Killer Kyle versus Buddy Landell. Buddy wins with the figure four, like we always say. Kyle is here through the end, pretty much. Um, uh Doc, you got any thoughts on Killer Kyle and uh, Budro?
2: I was kind of interested in this, because we know Kyle is a solid worker, and we also know that these two really haven't gone at it before. So it was a new matchup, and so from that end, I was interested. Um, I don't know that you have to stop down and play it. Just if you're watching along, at twenty eight fifteen, Buddy grabbed him by the ear. And I really like that move, because I don't care how big, you, unless you're Brock Lesnar or Cauliflower everybody's kind of sensitive in the ear so you know buddy's using some psychology maybe that you know that's a way to get through the big to the big man is to grab him by the ear um right before the end you know he finished with the with the figure four but he he did uh um the corkscrew elbow before that and then before that he did a left arm clothesline out of the corner that I thought was really nice. So buddy was working really well. The only thing that I thought was interesting is when he had Kyle in the figure four and he was winning, he did that thing again where he was preening for the camera and posing like he does on the intro music. And I was like, is that really a sympathetic baby face move? But I'm going to let that pass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He was posing, giving the ladies what they want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was posing. Oh, boy. Good stuff. Budro wins. Nice corkscrew. Got a lot of height on it. Into the figure four. And he wins. So from there, we go to Buddy Landell. Give me a second. I'll get it queued up. Um, We're almost there. All right, here we go. We'll hear from Buddy Landell after his match. With me, the nature boy, Buddy Landell. Buddy, you've cut yourself off
3: a big chunk of life. You're going to end up with a whole militia, but the first guy that wants you is Wildfire Tommy Rich. Well,
4: Wildfire Tommy Rich can have me right stinking now if he'll get guts enough up to come up here. Let me tell you something. Hey, Jimmy, I'm glad that my past seems to be on your mind. See, my past is something that I have forgotten about, but you choose to keep bringing it up. That's fine and dandy. I lived that life. See, Jimmy Cornette, I've done a lot of things that I never even told you about. I've been in houses sleeping on floors, guns pulled to my head. Let me tell you something. I've been in the sewers with rats like you before, boy. I've been down as low as a man on the face of God's green earth can get. But let me tell you something, Jimmy. I overcome all of that. And the beating that you all give me in Barberville, hey, it was a heck of a beating. But let me tell you something, baby, here I am, right here, anytime you want. Now let me tell you something, you got that brain-dead Tommy Rich. Hey, everybody out there, see that haircut that Tommy Rich has got on? He looks like Sergeant Carter. He's really trying to live the gimmick, ain't he, baby? He's taking that top lieutenant to heart. Tommy Rich, I'm going to stomp a mud hole in you and walk it dry. You'd rather go through hell with gasoline britches on, boy, than to mess with me because I forgot more about poking eyes, giving low shots, and pulling hair than you've ever known in your stinking life. You want to know who the wannabe is? I'm looking at him right now. If Tommy Rich is the best thing you got going on, Cornette, you better pack it up and send it home because I'm going to kick your stinking brains in out of my own one-man militia. In
3: the comments of Nature Boy, Buddy Langell, we'll be back with more wrestling action right after this. All right, with me, the Dirty White Boy.
1: I thought Budro was real good right there. Um, he's going to be his own one man militia. I don't know if you can say it any better than that. And I, I love how Buddy f- head up faces what Corny and them were saying about how they are, they're attacking his pass, and he's like, "Yeah, okay."
2: I yeah, thought we've Buddy talked. Was to, we've real good we've talked about that. We've talked yep. about that in previous weeks, where the even if you don't know. And many did probably the realism that is attached to this angle, then you can still be drawn in if you don't know because of how well they're delivering it. And, you know, Bobby, who's not with us today, you know, has said he's always heard, what is it? Think, shoot, work, work, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the one thing I thought here before we get into the promo is I miss the desk. Oh, yeah. It hit me today that, or watching this, that I miss miss the desk. Um,
1: It's been a while, though.
2: I know. (laughs) When Buddy said he's had guns pulled to his head. Mm. (laughs) I don't doubt that. I just tried to get an, a mental image of the particulars that might have surrounded those particular situations, if you will. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, sleeping on...
2: Yeah, he's using sleeping on floors, you know, living the gimmick, brother. Um, but he is serious about this, and that—that that is... You know... Other than getting busted open a few times... He hasn't totally changed his approach to the world, but he's gotten himself flipped as a baby face, and that's interesting.
1: Well, he's had the militia beat him down, you know, 4 on 1 style. So that that lends itself to being a, a sympathetic baby face there by yeah. itself. And then being busted open and then having Corny lean into making fun of his past with the drugs and alcohol, that leans into being a sympathetic baby face because you know, there's one thing about America. We talk about this all the time, man. America loves a redemption story. Americans do that is, and when you know, Buddy essentially is a redemption story. And when you have people throwing your past in someone's face, and you see that they've changed, that makes a lot. That means a lot to to someone. So someone being the fan, going, "Hey, look, this guy's turned his life around," and you're just gonna be a, you're just gonna be an asshole to him and throw that in his face, and you know, won't let that go.
2: Yeah, he's he's over here trying to better himself and you won't let him. What does that say about you? I mean yeah, that's
1: You're just you're just being a douche. You know, you're just being a, an asshole for no no reason but to be an asshole.
2: I can't get I can't my the it's allergy season, so I can't get my
0: he's a heel. He's a heel. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got I got the the tree pollen and the grass pollen is doing a tag team on my ability to uh hit those higher registers this morning, but that's, that's, I mean, that's, these guys are working it perfect. I'll, I mean, yeah, we laugh about Tommy rich, but this is good stuff. Compelling.
1: It is. It is. I'll give them credit there with it. So, all right, let's keep going. We do get a short promo from the thugs. I'll play it here. Um The thugs are going to tell us what happened earlier and why they kind of got involved in that match. So here that is.
3: Me, The Dirty White Boy and Tracy Smother, The Thugs, and of course, it's all about the titles, the heavenly bodies, and how about this boot on Tommy Pritchard?
4: Well, everybody knows, they seen earlier in this show, that there is something in that boot. That boot is bogus. I've been around, believe me, I've seen loaded boots before. Ron Wright showed me real good and personal what a loaded boot looks like. That is loaded. That's the only reason The Thugs hit the ring because I know what a boot like that can do. So Tom Pritchard, no matter what I've got to do or where I gotta follow you to, I'm gonna get that boot off of you. If I gotta rip your leg up and beat you with the bloody stuff, I'm coming after our tag team title and maybe we'll get a little piece of Jim Cornette in the process, ain't that right, Wilder? have got that stuff right. I'm telling the thousands of people in Cookville, Tennessee and the millions of people watching this television show right now, one thing, that boot is bogus. Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder both can see that. We came out earlier because Dr. Tom wore that boot behind the referee's back. Tom Pritchard, we're going to strip that boot off of your body, whatever it's we we to we got to strip as naked as a Naked, And we're going to prove to Bob Armstrong and the millions of people out there that that boot is loaded, and the thugs, the dirty white boy and the wild-eyed southern boy, will be the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions for a second time. All right, there you hear it from the thugs.
3: And right
1: now, we're going to the ring, and ring announcer Chami Noy for the act. Oh, yeah, I stopped it on that scene right there. Oh, I, knew you uh, I know to Comment you. about that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but let's talk
1: about let's talk about dirty white boy and 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 tom right uh, uh, dirty white boy and tracy right there first
2: okay um that boot is bogus was you know i don't know it's just good line i liked it you got that stuff right it's just <laughs> country all shucksy but i'm not gonna curse um there's some more southernisms when behind the the noise, um, that, um,
1: that, um, Doc everybody a white claw, his phone's ringing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that, um, I don't even know what that is. We don't usually record it this time of day. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're,
1: we're, we should point that out. We're we're all over the calendar these days, people. Uh, so we're we're watching these things uh, in order, but it's you know how things when let me let me say this because you make a good point. You know how when you're in a routine, things 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 are easier when you're not in the same routine. You you are thrown off, and it can be anything in life. That's where we're at right now because of what's going on, but go ahead. I I just wanted to say that to people who might sense a little differences and things. We're out of routine completely as we're juggling so many things.
2: Absolutely. Um, but I did whip out my new longer ethernet cord so that I'm not sitting in the floor anymore. Crisscross applesauce. I'm actually sitting, I'm sitting in a chair. So, you know, up, upward and onward. One of the things that, 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 um, um, the dirty white boy said behind the that was I'll strip you naked as a jaybird and boy that's an old southern <laughs> and it just they're out there shucking and jiving and picking and grinning and being the southern heroes that they need to be. And I like how that Tracy has maintained throughout his run in the in the promotion that there's millions of people at home watching.
1: Hey bro, uh, you gotta you you gotta you gotta you got to, there's that old saying, and I don't mean it like, you got to fake it till you make it. Oh, yeah. You got to push, you got to push the narrative no matter if it's true or not.
2: Well, that's speaking working. Of, speaking of fake it till you make it, what, what do we make of this?
1: Well, I, I, I you know, unfortunately we don't have Harper here to, to comment on this, but, you know, after the promo and the thugs explaining why they interfered earlier uh, due to the loaded boot, we were about to go to the ring where we see Boo Bradley, who just refuses to leave this promotion versus the Punisher. But before we see Boo, they cut to a scene where we have two women in some. What do they call that halter top, Doc? What, what, what's that shirt called where the where the stomach's showing?
2: I don't know. A midriff. Mid- I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever.
1: And, and they've got the, the red stripes across. It's white with red stripes across. And um,
2: the I, one on the
4: right.
1: Are, are they legal? And, are these are these the one well, on the right's definitely legal age?
2: Is this mother daughter? And if so, the one on the right looks like a broken down Morgan oh, Fairchild.
1: So is who this, in the back was knocking that down
2: that night? My guess would have been everyone. <laughs> Ugh. I'm Ugh. worried about the one on the left because I don't feel like she's old enough for us to discuss.
1: Yeah, I think she's younger. I think she's 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 she seems younger. The one on the so, right is definitely is definitely of age at this moment.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. Um and they and came see, to the they came to the matches
1: <laughs> to see some wrestling all right. That's right. <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. We Yeah, going. let's
2: let's keep it classic.
1: All right. So, and for those of you out there if you if you want to Again, you can always yeah. watch along with us on this. Go to on our Patreon page at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon Get access to 200 of our Patreon-exclusive episodes there, including the video reviews that we do, the World Class shows, uh, the ECW shows, our Clash of the Champions, our Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, or, or WCW pay-per-views, if you want to call it that. They're all there, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. As I say that, we're in the midst Ow. of some how what?
2: How is he still here?
1: Well, let me say something. Um, as I'm plugging Patreon right now, I want to say something to all the people out there who have been affected by this as to, in terms of not being able to work and make money. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not... I'm plugging the Patreon for people who, during this moment, can afford it. If you are struggling, obviously don't even consider it and take care of yourself and your family. I just want to point that out as we're talking about the Patreon page. Again, so... Take care of yourself out there. It's really heavy on my heart. Take care of yourself and your family's needs, obviously, first. Don't even consider becoming a Patreon member uh, if you've got that going on. Um, You asked the question, Doc, how is Boo Bradley still here? I don't know. You tell me. We've had this discussion for, seems like, eight weeks now that he's still
2: here. And is that a new tattoo or has he had that on his arm? I,
1: I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I don't really remember. I mean, he, he didn't he wear a full, like a, a regular sleeve sh- Not long sleeve, but short sleeve shirt a lot of times. So maybe we just didn't notice it. I don't know. Uh, I really couldn't tell you. But uh, um, but look, we got a young kid with a Go Boo sign.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, he's living a dream, bro. And he's still in smokey. It's almost Ow. October. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it's almost October and Boo is still here. All right. Uh Boo Bradley versus the Punisher, Doc. Um, any thoughts before I tell the people what
2: happened? Not as good as I would have liked. Um, Punisher did hit a Vader bomb at one point. Boo missed a moonsault. So there were some big, big, high-flying moves from these two big men. And uh, he has to be gone now, right?
1: Well, stay tuned. I don't want okay. to say yes or no because every time we say, yeah, this is it, he's still here. So let's let's stay tuned. And see when he finally does go away. Not that we want him to, but we're just, Doc and I, as you hear, we're in full amazement that Boo is still in Smoky Mountain. You know, we thought he was going to be gone two months ago, and yet, or even longer than that, maybe, and yet here he is still in Smoky. Boo, again, it's against the Punisher. Near the end, Boo takes a spill over the top rope. The Punisher gets a chair and hits Boo with it. Mark Curtis calls for a DQ, and if you remember what, Bob Armstrong said last week, that's probably going to be a fine. And then Punisher then attacks Boo's knee with the chair. Brad and Bob Armstrong hit the ring really, really pissed off. Surely this will be a fine. Even Chip Kessler tells us this will be a fine. Doc, any thoughts on everything that went down there at the end?
2: No. I mean, the the militias making examples of folks.
1: Yeah, and do you agree that this is probably going to be a fine and we'll
2: have to stay tuned? Well, if we're going to continue to... Go back to 1992?
1: Right. You know, can I tell you something? These next 10 episodes may be like the first...
2: I know. Five or six. It's like we started.
1: And, and, And like the first five or six, it wasn't bad. It just was, they were a new promotion trying to get ramped up.
2: And so, now we're in the now we're in the we know what we've seen for 170 episodes and we want to keep it.
1: <laughs> right, right. Good point. All right, so no other thoughts and let me um let me go to Look, they're still plugging right there. It, it, they're plugging the where smoky mountain's going to be this week.
2: Yeah. Got to keep Maybe trying.
1: So. You got to keep trying. They're even plugging. <laughs> look, you got this call Sandy Scott at 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 the number on the screen to to book the uh, promotion in your town and you know, your civic club organization and all that good stuff. So, I mean, we're 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 still we're still trying. We're still trying. We haven't given up yet. Let's go to Bob Armstrong though at the very end of this episode and Bob's got something he wants to say to Cornette and the Punisher and um here it is.
3: Commissioner Bob Armstrong. Bob, you're going to put a lot of money in the kitty today.
6: I'm going to tell you this. Cornette's is going to be fined right now. 500 big ones. $500 and I ain't paying his fine like I did Landell's. You're going to pay the price. You broke the rules. You pay the price. And also a lot of people have been complaining about Dr. Tom Pritchard's loaded boot. Well, bring me some proof and I'll do something. If that boot's loaded, I'll do something about it. Cornette thinks he's in the driver's seat. Well, we're about to change drivers because I can do something about you, Cornett, and I can do it now. What I have going to do is challenge you one-on-one, but just to make it even, I'm going to have the referee tie one by one arm behind my back. Is that even enough for you? Let's see if you've got guts enough that God gave a nanny goat. Come on out here and show me what a wuss you are. Let me tell you what I will do. Next week, behind your back. I'll tie my arm behind my back because I want to make him an offer he cannot refuse. Even Stephen. Now, I figure you've got two choices. You can take me on with my arm behind my back, or you can leave. It's your choice, Cornette. Make it.
1: And there. You-, you know, you got to imagine if Harper was on this show right now, he would be ready to shoot himself with Bob challenging Corny.
2: It is what it is. <laughs> it
1: is what it is, man. I don't know how else to say it, but I thought Armstrong was good. We're going back to 1992, as we've repeated here a bunch of times. Bob says Corny and Punisher will be fined for the chair usage. So he's remaining consistent, just like he was in early 92. And Bob says, bring me proof that Dr. Tom's boot is loaded, and I'll levy a fine. I think that's actually good. I think that goes along storyline-wise, what we're looking for. But the fact that we're levying out fines now again, after all these years, it continues to make me laugh and chuckle. And... I just don't know how I feel about Bob telling Corny he'll fight him with one arm behind his back on next week's episode. I'm telling you, Corn, uh, Harper would be blowing a gasket, but I'll throw it to you for your thoughts.
2: No, I mean, we've, we've kind of hit this, beat this to death and I don't want to revisit it at this point. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Cause what else are you going to do?
1: And it's a sign of they're just out. At this point of ideas well i don't want to say out of ideas it's just a sign at this point that we're going back to this well again and uh, it's got to be in on your mind thinking oh no you know anyway that's just my thought all right so we'll keep moving though and we are going to go to the uh disability checks before we do so i want to remind you um i said earlier If you're struggling due to what's going on in the world, we completely understand. I I know it's some difficult times for people, and if you can't become a patron, um, and always if you can't become a patron because of your situation, then we understand. That's why we do these free shows for those who can't. But if you're still buying things on Amazon, as of now you can still purchase things on Amazon as I make this plug, Use our Amazon link, tinyurl.com bttamazon. It's a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. So if you can't become a patron and you can't afford that monthly bill, but you do buy things off of Amazon, please use that link, tinyurl.com bttamazon. And while we're all stuck in our homes as of this recording... Give that link to the wives, girlfriend, and women in your life, and and or or ladies out there who listen. Give that link to the husbands in your life, and tell them to use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com/bttamazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. So just want to point that out. All right, Doc. Disability check time. Uh, I'm gonna go first. I don't do disability checks. I'm gonna just give it a A, a through F rating. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B minus. I, I feel like we're starting to feel that downward slip, but I'm gonna throw it to you. What are your thoughts? B minus for me.
2: Yeah, I saw a slip here. Um, I'm going to say
1: 7.6. Okay, fair enough.
2: Kind fair of the enough. same.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I feel you on that. I mean, you feel it. You feel it coming. It's it's there. Um, there's there's no there's no avoiding it right now. But we're going to stick with it through the end because that's what we committed to do. So then we'll do our government cheese award. And with the government cheese, uh, I'm going to give mine to Buddy. I think I think Buddy's response to rich and corny was spot on i thought rich and corny were actually good actually i think corny was great in that promo tommy rich was okay uh corny was great though so i, I but i want to give buddy you could tell buddy listen to it and then came out and responded so i'm giving it to Budra right there doc who are you gonna give yours to
2: yeah i'm giving it to buddy i thought he had a great retort there and he had the match with kyle and i think he's just the he's the guy for that that episode yeah
1: totally agree all right, so before we get out of here, just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, shout-out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And, hey, while we're all kind of stuck at home, and i um, going through uh, some strange times right now. Give them a listen. You may like it. There you go. Also, check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. Mike Pru and JV do our ECW show on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon uh, They do the ECW walkthroughs, but they also do a free show as well on their own feed. So check them out. They support us. Please support them. Doc, I don't have anything else. Missed Harper this week, but given what's going on and we just don't know, uh, you know, our normal schedule is just completely off kilter these days. Uh, who are you? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have anything else before we get out of here?
2: No. Always Miss Harper, Miss Bobby. But you know, we can nail it. We can hold it down, and hopefully, we did that. And hopefully, uh, this has been some uh, an escape for most of the people. Let me just say, stay safe and uh, be good to each other. That's all, Mike. Why don't you hit the tagline to get us out of here?
1: Yeah, I want to repeat what you just said. Stay safe, stay healthy, um, and um, take care of yourself. And if and when you do venture out, be nice. People are struggling. People are having uh, emotional distress right now. Some of them having physical, obviously, from what's going on. But the emotional toll it takes on folks is really rough. So be nice to folks. Especially those truckers on the road and especially those cashiers and people stocking the shelves and the healthcare workers. Be nice. Say something kind to them every time you cross paths with them. It'll make their day. Or hopefully it'll help towards making their day. I don't have anything else, so I'm gonna hit the tagline and get us out of here. You know what Hopper always says when we go home, book it, bitch.